Hey, it's CW. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast here at corncountry.com on the free Corn Country app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We all heard what happened at Silicon Valley Bank a couple of weeks ago. Do we have anything to worry about that here in Indiana? That's the question I pose to Dave Coffey. Dave is the president of Mutual Savings Bank, and I think you're really going to enjoy his point of view on this particular subject. So sit back and enjoy my conversation with the president of Mutual Savings Bank, Dave Coffey. All right, Dave Coffey, thanks for popping on in here to the Corn Country Studios. You know, last week was a big, the big news story was what happened out in California with Silicon Valley Bank, SVB as everyone calls it. Can you quickly tell uh, everyone uh, what exactly happened out there? I sure can. But first, I want to say thanks for having me and thanks for the opportunity to come in and talk about community banking. Um, SVP, excuse me, SVB um, is a, was a bank that was involved primarily uh, with uh, tech companies. So uh, tech startups and they had rapid growth. And when they're, they were in a situation with large amount of deposits took those deposits because they didn't have loan demand, even though, again, their primary focus was uh, tech startups, tech, the tech industry. And they took those dollars, put them in quality investments. Um, but when there came a need for those, the, 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 the cash that was tied up in investments. So they needed to sell those investments and they sold those investments at a loss. They told their shareholders that they were going to raise capital. I think the loss was about 1.8 billion. They took a loss, uh, excuse me, they were going to raise 2 billion in capital. The shareholders didn't really look to that as in favorable terms. And from there, um, things, the stock price dropped and then there was a run on their deposits. I uh, believe that the run on deposits was about 42 billion. And I believe it happened over an eight to 10 hour period as opposed to uh, in the past where it would take days, weeks for that amount. So very scary scenario that occurred at SVB. But I think the thing to point out there is that they were a niche bank serving the tech community and their deposits were, I, I believe I read an article just before I came down where 93% of their deposits were at a level that were above the FDIC insurance, well in contrast to the rest of the banking industry. Yeah, I, I read that same that same thing too. I actually, I think I heard it from Dave Ramsey where he said, you know, the average person, we don't deposit or we don't have $250,000 in our accounts. And like you said, 93% of these clients at the bank, I think were in that range. Right. And so that FDIC insurance didn't cover that. But I think now do they do, did the, did the government step in and say they're going to take care of those deposits? Right. I think that's one of the things that is when we see something like this happen, we look at to the federal regulators to say, what, how are you going to help in this situation? And because these, a couple of these banks were considered to be significant to the financial system, um, they, they used a, a mechanism at their ready where they said that we are going to make sure that no depositor has a loss, uh, from these banks. So that was a great thing that they stepped in and did that. Um, you know, and we're hopeful that no other banks fail. Um, but should that be the case, we are hopeful that they'll step in and do that for no matter what size the bank, but it, it was a tool that was used. Now, the last time I saw anything about a run on the bank, 
it was in a Jimmy Stewart that uh, It's a Wonderful Life movie. And that was at the building and loan. It wasn't even a bank, I don't think, was it? It was just a loan company back then. But I've never seen a run on the bank in, in my lifetime of you. I have not, thankfully. And, uh, you know, you hear about those times back in the Great Depression. Um, but I think the thing that, that caused the run was just concern about deposits. And I think that with those financial institutions, so first off, there was SVB that was in the heavily into the a niche tech bank. The signature bank on the other side of the country was also a niche bank that had gotten into crypto uh, business. And two, you know, the tech industry is up and down. The crypto is up and down. And I think that the information that was happening at SVB caused the concerns at signature um, again, very unique outlier type things. And with uh, the FDIC insurance, I think the one thing about about it today, and that's why, uh, to be honest with you, in The Wonderful Life, back in the day when the, the run might have occurred, uh, there may not have been that FDIC insurance. But since the FDIC insurance, uh, excuse me, since that has been created, it's almost 90 years now, there's never been a depositor with insured deposits that's taken a loss. And with you in the community banking world, uh, uh, I guess what I'd like to ask you, Dave, is what would you like to tell everybody uh, after this happened out on both coasts? What would you like to tell everybody about community banking? Well, I appreciate that opportunity for that question, because I think that after having been in banking so long, um, just using our bank for an example, and again, not to be a flagship for the banking industry, but our bank's been around since 1890. So to put that in perspective, we've seen Great Depression, we've seen the Great Recession, we've seen world, world wars, we've seen uh, the you know highs and lows, um, we've embraced folks that were down, and we have celebrated with in good times, and here we are today, and there's another uh, crisis because of a unique situations. So what I would say to the just the general population about the community banking is that community banking has been around. We have helped the communities in tough times and we're positioned well as an industry to continue on in the future. We are well capitalized. We are resilient in, in facing those situations that I just mentioned. And, um, there, we, we do have the liquidity that that's needed to meet anyone's needs, uh, at any time. It's just that, most banks in our country are diversified in who we do business with. We don't have large super concentrations such as these banks, um, and we are well-managed. And the last thing I guess I would say is there, there are oftentimes questions about, do you do, do, do the community banks do the stress testing about liquidity and capital and all those things to make sure that in tough times that, that you have the resources available? And the, the simple answer is yes, we do. And because at the end of the day, you know, we probably are the most conservative, other than these outliers, we're probably some of the most conservative folks out there because we know that the public puts their trust in the community banks and we, we accept that trust and we uh, carry it with us in the decisions that we make. So the risk profiles of community banks are set up to withstand these t tough times. And um, I would I would just say if anybody had a question about their, de their deposits, their FDIC insurance, call their community banker because community bankers will take your call and will give you the answer. 
Well, Dave, I really appreciate your insights on this and reassurance to everybody. Thank you so much for your time and thanks for sharing all your, your wonderful knowledge about this. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Good to see you again. That's Dave Coffey, the president of Mutual Savings Bank. I'm CW. Thanks for checking out this podcast here at corncountry.com on our free Corn Country app or wherever you listen to your podcasts.